two, one, fight! What's up folks, Austin here from Fight Fanatics with another fighter breakdown. And the last few fighter breakdowns have all been focused on fighters outside of the UFC and we're going to continue that theme for now. This fighter breakdown was suggested to me by Shannon and is for professional wrestler Captain Lou Albano. Lou Albano was born on July 29, 1933 in Rome, Italy to parents Carmen Luis Albano and Eleanor Albano Nimarone. Although his parents were both born in the US, they were in Italy earning their medical degrees when Lou was born. Shortly after his birth, the Albano family moved back to Mount Vernon, New York, where Mr. and Mrs. Albano then had a whopping nine children after Lou, but unfortunately, only five of them lived to adulthood. Lou attended Archbishop Stepanak High School in White Plains, New York, where he competed in track and field as well as football, eventually rising to the position of captain of the football team. It was this rank that later inspired his wrestling moniker, Captain Lou Albano. Albano was so good at football, in fact, that he received 32 offers of full scholarships from universities around the country, and eventually chose the University of Tennessee on the strength of their football team. Albano unfortunately had conflicts with the school's dean due to poor behavior and was expelled after attempting to cheat on a final exam. He then joined the United States Army, but due to a childhood injury exacerbated by his football days, Albano was honorably discharged only eight months later. Although Albano's father wanted to open an insurance agency with his son, Lou instead wanted to become a boxer. A distant cousin, Lou Duva, introduced Albano to Willie Gilsenberg a boxing promoter who later became a pro wrestling promoter. Gilsenberg noted Albano's relatively short stature and encouraged him to enter the world of wrestling instead of boxing. Albano had been introduced to professional wrestling at an event held at Fort Dix during his tenure in the army, where he had seen the likes of Gorgeous George, Arnold Scotland, Soldier Barry, and Lenny Montana, all of whom Albano would later work with. Gilsenberg asked Soldier Barry to help train Albano and in 1952, the pair began doing house shows in the New York area. Just so everyone is on the same page, I would like to take a second to break down some wrestling terminology that I will be using throughout the breakdown. There are two types of professional wrestlers, baby faces and heels. A baby face is a good guy, somebody the crowd is supposed to cheer for. A heel is a bad guy, somebody the crowd is supposed to hate. So now that everyone knows the terminology, back to the breakdown. When Lou Albano first began wrestling, he was seen as a young pretty boy and was therefore billed as the babyface, leaping Lou Albano. After a non-wrestling related injury caused a gash on his forehead, he purposely prevented the scar from healing and the minor disfigurement allowed him to become a heel. Now billed as the Mount Vernon Mauler, he began establishing himself in the New York professional wrestling community. In the late 1950s, Gilsenberg introduced Albano to Vince McMahon Sr., promoter of the Capital Wrestling Corporation in Washington, D.C. Albano began wrestling on the prelims of the CWC, having very little impact as a singles wrestler. Albano was eventually paired up with Tony Altamare, forming a tag team called the Sicilians. Altamare and Albano competed as a stereotypical Italian gangster combo, inspired by the then-popular television series the Untouchables. The pair won the Midwest Tag Team Championships on the undercard of the June 30th, 1961 show at Kaminsky Park. 
that set an all-time record gate in the United States to that point. Their realistic depiction of gangster characters caught the attention of real Italian mafioso Tony Accardo before a show at Chicago in 1961. Tony Accardo and two associates requested that Albano and Altamare cease using the word mafia in any of their performances. During their run as Midwest Tag Team Champions, personal differences with bookers and other wrestlers resulted in the pair abandoning the territory while still tag team champions. In 1963, Capital Wrestling Corporation changed its name to the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, and Albano once again tried singles competition for a couple years, only to reform the Sicilians with Tony Altamare in 1967. In July of that year, the tag team once again found championship success by winning the WWWF US Tag Team Championship. Albano and Altamare only held the championship for two weeks, a title change which was not even acknowledged by the WWWF on television, but several photographs of the pair with their title belts were taken, which elevated Albano's reputation in wrestling magazines of the time. By 1969, the Sicilians were disbanded for a second time and went their separate ways. In 1970, fellow wrestler Bruno Sammartino mentioned to McMahon that Albano was an entertaining speaker despite being an average wrestler, and that he might be better utilized as a manager. Now in professional wrestling, a manager is tasked with behind-the-scenes efforts to help push forward a wrestler's career as well as handling his booking, but mainly plays an even greater role in the ring as a kind of hype man to provoke the crowd. Albano, realizing that wrestlers had only a limited lifespan in the ring and still dealing with his old football injuries, agreed to become a manager. At this time, managers were relatively rare in the pro wrestling world. WWWF had only two other managers, in fact. However, a promising new wrestler, Oscar Crusher Verdu, had just recently emigrated from Spain. His in-ring capabilities were hampered by a limited command of the English language and Albano was assigned to be his mouthpiece. Albano emphasized Verdu's physique and insisted that he had never been taken off his feet during a match. To rile up audiences, he also engaged in ethnic slurs, which were then a more common part of wrestling banter. Albano promised that Verdu would stomp on, quote, that Italian, i.e. San Martino, and the fact that Albano was known to be Italian himself only heightened the audience's reaction. Verdu would be cycled out of the rotation later that year, but Albano would remain, now gaining a reputation as a brash heel manager, calling himself Captain Lou Albano. Albano took on a more wild image as his reputation increased. He grew out his hair, he put on some weight, and he started hanging rubber bands from his beard, and even pushed a safety pin through his cheek, just to make himself look like more of a wild man. But the thing that finally cemented Captain Lou Albano as a true heel manager was when he became the manager for Ivan Koloff when he ended Bruno Sammartino's seven-year reign as WWWF champion. Albano spent the months prior to the match claiming that Koloff's previous manager had trained him incorrectly and that he would beat Sammartino under Albano's expert tutelage. Koloff's victory came as such a shock that the crowd felt completely silent, and San Martino momentarily feared that he'd lost his hearing. Koloff and Albano were quickly rushed out of the ring by security with the championship belt as the crowd started a full-blown riot. Albano, his wife, 
and a family friend ran to a taxi outside of the Madison Square Garden where the match was being held, and a mob surrounded the cab and began breaking windows, so the trio then fled to a nearby bar, followed by the crowd who were pelting them with mud and anything else they could throw. The crowd began to destroy the bar before police finally arrived and disbanded the crowd. Vince McMahon Sr. received a bill for the bar's damages, which totaled around $172,000 in today's value. As the WWWF shortened its name to the World Wrestling Federation in the 1970s, Albano continued to manage both singles, competitors, as well as tag teams to various championships. By the end of his career in 1986, Albano had managed 50 different wrestlers who had won a combined two dozen championships. Outside the ring, Lou Albano was involved in several charities and was also a close friend of singer Cindy Lauper, even starring as her father in the music video for Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. He was also involved in various TV shows and movies. And a little fun fact, Shannon told me that he was also a personal family friend of hers and he would often play cards with her older sister when she was growing up. Unfortunately, on October 14, 2009, Lou Albano suffered a heart attack and died while residing in hospice care. He was 76 years old. Although his reputation as one of the great heel managers of the 60s and 70s will likely live on forever. Well guys, that seems to be just about everything you need to know about Captain Lou Albano. As always, please let me know if you like this breakdown, if I got anything wrong, as well as who you think I should break down next on our Instagram page, at Fight Fanatics Podcast, or through the Anchor app. But until then, I'll see you later, and have a good one. Three, two, one, fight.